What's up you guys, Mikko here from That Remote Life and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. And today I don't have an interview, uh, this is not a guest podcast, instead what I wanted to do was to uh, take a little bit of time and do an update, sort of like a life update, business update sort of episode and talk to you guys one-on-one sort of free flow for a little bit and let you guys in on what's going on, um, what has happened over the last couple of months. Uh, we took a, about two or three weeks off from doing this podcast, so I wanted to update you as to why that happened um, and what our plans are for the future and just sort of do an overall update of what's going on in my life and the business. jump in with the biggest thing if you are or not necessarily the biggest thing but one of the big things if you are watching this on YouTube right now you're probably noticing that the background at the moment is different than what it has been for a little while and that's because um, Sarah and I recently like two weeks ago moved from Merida where we have been since the beginning of 2021 to Puerto Vallarta uh, which is on the west coast of Mexico Uh, You guys can see outside if you're looking, like I said, if you're watching this on YouTube, it's nice and sunny. We're just down from the beach and it's beautiful. It's lovely and we're very happy to be here. But the reason why we decided to move was that um, essentially we wanted to see someplace new. We'd never been to the west coast of Mexico. We had heard really nice things about this area and PV in particular. Uh, We just needed a change of scenery. And the Yucatan is very flat, you guys. I don't know if you've ever been to any part of the Yucatan. Perhaps you've been to Playa del Carmen or Cancun or something like that. Um, But that part of Mexico is really, really flat. And not only is it really flat, but one of the things that I started to notice was that all of the buildings are like one story or two stories max. And I kind of started feeling a little um, drained, so to say. Like I wasn't as excited to be there and I really wanted some something more visually interesting, if that makes sense. I wanted to see some mountains again. Uh, I wanted to see a little bit of variety. And this isn't to say anything bad about Merida or the Yucatan. I still love Merida. We definitely plan on going back there again. Uh, It just was time for a little bit of change. Uh, We also wanted to come down by the water. Uh, We wanted to be close to the water again. Um, Merida, even though it's it's in the Yucatan Peninsula, it's not by the beach. It's about, the closest beach is Progreso, which is about 45 minute drive. And so we wanted to be close to the water to enjoy that uh, oceanside living, which we had been missing since we didn't get to go to Bulgaria uh, last summer like we normally do. One of the other reasons was that uh, our friend Nathan from Foodie Flashpacker was coming here. Uh, so were our friends Amanda and Ryan. And we kind of had like a little group that was moving from Merida to Puerto Vallarta. And so we were like, why not? Like, let's do it. There's all of these overlapping reasons why we wanted to come here. And so 
Um, that's why we decided to come out here. Merida is also getting kind of hot, guys. Uh, at this time of the year, right now it's mid-April, and at this point in the year, Merida is already getting really, really hot, like over 100 degrees Fahrenheit, and there's really not a lot of movement in terms of airflow. So here, even though right now it's like 81 degrees, so that's definitely a change. We're talking about 10, 15 degrees Fahrenheit difference here. Um, even though I said 100, you know, most of the time in Merida, this hang out in like the 95 and then peaks up to 100. So like 10, 15 um, degrees, which is definitely a big change. But also in Merida, I didn't really feel like there was a lot of airflow. So here, you know, we're right down from the beach. So we constantly have at least a little bit of a gentle breeze. So that's why we decided to come out here. Um, we are now in Puerto Vallarta. We're going to be here for about another three weeks. And then uh, we are leaving Mexico. And I'm going to tell you guys more about our travel plans later on in this episode. Uh, but just wanted to kind of set the scene in terms of where we are. <clears throat> now... Let's dive into another kind of topic that I wanted to discuss and update you on, and that's why there were no episodes for about two or three weeks, I think. Uh, you might have noticed that uh, we weren't publishing there for a little bit and wondered why. I wasn't, I didn't really say anything about it on social media, but I also wasn't posting on social media uh, for a little while. And the reason for that was I started feeling burnout creeping in. And I don't know if you guys have ever experienced burnout before or uh, are familiar with it at all, but I kind of started feeling really tired when I didn't really have a reason to be tired. So it's not like, you know, I was running marathons all the time or like constantly working out or I was doing something physically demanding, but I just felt like I had no energy uh, at any point of the day and it just kept on going. And I Along with that, I also started feeling a little bit of a loss of not necessarily passion, but like excitement for the things that I was doing. So I wasn't really as excited to do this podcast. I wasn't really as excited as I normally am about doing the YouTube videos and all the other content and all the other work that I'm normally doing. I just kind of started losing that excitement. And for me, that was a big sign of something going on because these are topics that I'm really, really passionate about. I love talking about remote work. I love talking about entrepreneurship and just the location independent space in general. And that wasn't changing. I'm definitely still very passionate about it. And I love creating this podcast. Like this podcast is one of my favorite things to do. I get to talk to really interesting people. I get to connect with you guys out there. And I love making videos. I love being in front of the camera and I love creating fun content for you guys. And so the fact that there was something going on there that was making me uninterested in that or unexcited about that for me was a sign of concern. And I reached out to some friends. I reached out to um, some people that I respect and I was like, hey, uh, I, I've experienced burnout before, but you know, I'm not quite sure what's going on. I'm, I'm thinking that I might be going into that again. And this is also something guys that to be honest, it wasn't like something like that just happened in like two weeks or something. It's something that I feel like has been building up since about the summer of 2020. And it started out slowly. Um, but it just sort of like 
exponentially increase in feeling. So it's something that I started feeling in the summer. My I felt my output reduce in some ways. Like I wasn't as productive. I wasn't able to crank out as many projects as I normally can. And it just sort of towards the end of the year, and it likely has a lot to do with the pandemic, you know, like the fact that I was shut in uh, in an apartment, you know, for uh, several months in Cincinnati. I went through a winter, a long winter, which I hadn't done in about four years. And I'm definitely very sensitive to uh, that seasonal depression disorder. I don't know if you guys are, but if I don't see sun often, I kind of tend to like just my energy levels just deplete like crazy. So I'm sure it was a whole bunch of different things on top of each other. Um, but I reached out to some friends and one of the things that they point out to me was that it might not be burnout as much as it might be something called bore out, which is a, you guys can Google this. I will also leave uh, a link to an article that kind of compares the two. But essentially, the idea of bore out isn't necessarily that you're burned out in terms of like, I have so many things going on and I'm just constantly working on overload. But it's that what you're doing is sort of like not necessarily um, empowering you anymore. It's not, maybe empowering isn't the right word, but it's not energizing you anymore. And so you're constantly just doing kind of the same thing over and over and over again and not introducing any sort of new stimulating, um, you know, um, challenge into what you're doing. And so it can almost feel very similar to burnout, but it's actually not. And the way that you treat it, quote unquote, is different, right? With burnout, it's sort of take it easier, take it slower, uh, you know, you know, take a little bit more time for yourself and um, reduce some of those inputs to recover. While with bore out, the recovery, as far as I understand and as far as I experience it, is more like, okay, let's revisit what's going on in our lives that might be causing us to feel this way and then adjust it, introduce new things in there, mix up what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis in order to reactivate you and re-stimulate you and kind of put you back in gear towards what it is that you were doing. And so I think I was definitely feeling the latter bore out as opposed to burnout because um, honestly, it's not like I know myself, I know how many projects I can take on. I've definitely experienced burnout for real before. Um, and this felt different, which is why I think I didn't recognize it for so long, is that I was like, something's going on, but it's not burnout, so just keep going. And it was actually, I believe that I was experiencing more of this bore out sort of syndrome, which you can look up. Like, it's not like something I'm making up as a word. It's a legit thing. I didn't know about it until now. Um, and... So for me, what I decided actually to do, and this sort of goes into the next point, they're kind of overlapping points here in terms of uh, a life update, but some of you guys might know that for the last three years, I've been working for an agency where I was the head of operations and essentially, you know, kind of was helping run the company. And it's something that I felt like uh, towards the end of the summer, I was really starting to not necessarily feel like I was as aligned with the company in terms that I felt like I got my job done and the thing that I'm really excited to do, I sort of did and I was ready for the next step in my trajectory, if that makes sense. Like, I'm, it doesn't mean that, you know, I left in any sort of, <clears throat> 
it was just one of these things where the thing that I'm passionate about, the thing that excited me was kind of taking this, you know, joining this company when I, it, <clears throat> it's sort of like, I feel like what happened was that So when I joined the agency way back in 2017, it was a really exciting time because the agency was still relatively new and young and there were all of these challenges that we had to solve. And I, it almost felt like I was helping build a startup from the ground up and it was this very exciting kind of growth stage. And over the last three years, what we've been able to do over there has been really incredible. Uh, and someday what I'm gonna do is I'd love to bring the owner of that company, Matt, on and we'll kind of talk about all of that. So that's kind of like why I'm not giving a ton of information because I think it would make a really cool episode on its own. But I kind of felt like I was out of, step I was out of gear with where the company was going like I felt like I did and I and I gave everything that I could give to the company at this stage and I was ready to sort of let it go there were a lot of things that were happening there at that point that like you know I wasn't needed for it wasn't what my um, talent so to say was perfectly fit for and I was ready to sort of almost step away from it a little bit and I'm still involved with the company but step away from it in, in a major way and kind of still stay in touch and, and give what I can to it, but not in sort of like a day-to-day -day, uh, basis like I was doing before. And so um, that's one of the things that's been happening over the last three months was that essentially uh, since the end of the year up until the end of March, I was sort of slowly stepping back from the day-to-day -day operations of the company and we were putting you know people in place to... Uh, take over some of the things that I was doing and just making sure that I left the company in a way that wasn't gonna hurt the company in any way. And so that's actually one of the things that I think contributed in a way to my this, this feeling of burnout or like bore out because it was almost sort of like I was still fully involved with the company, but I wasn't. There was no like hard break, you know what I mean? Where like one week I was working there 40 hours a week or whatever, and then the next week I was done. It was sort of this slowly stretched out period of time which was necessary, but I think I didn't handle it correctly. And there was a lot of this like overlap of like, I was ready to get going on my things and focusing full-time on this podcast and on the community, which I'll talk about as well. Um, but I just kind of felt like there was this overlap of things where I was like almost spinning my wheels in place. And so, Basically, what I decided to do was at the end of my work where I was full-time with the agency, once I was done at the end of um, March, I decided to take a week off. And essentially, I did zero social media. I reduced um, my tech uh, usage a lot. I didn't really watch a lot of TV or YouTube or anything like that. Uh, I worked out a lot. I went out and, you know, I was outside. And it was really nice because it coincided with a change of scenery because we came here to Puerto Vallarta as opposed to being in uh, Merida. And so that was also really nice. I almost felt like I went on vacation, even though I wasn't going on vacation. I was uh, right here uh, where, you know, I was going to be working for the next couple of months. And so that's why you basically didn't see a 
lot from me for a few weeks was because, you know, in a perfect world, I'd have liked to have had episodes in the bank for for you guys to listen to while I took this time off, but I decided to, even though I didn't have that, not to push it off and take the time for myself um, to really kind of put a transition from one part of my life to the next part of my life where now I am fully 110% uh, into working on this podcast, the YouTube channel, and also the community, Six Figure Nomad, which is going to be my main focus for this year. And just to mention, you know, kind of how things are going on over there at the moment, we opened up um, the doors for people to come into the community. We had a great group of people join and we decided to close the doors in order to figure out what's going on inside and figure out how we're going to essentially how can we best help the people inside of it and whoever else decides to join in later on. And so we are going to open up the doors to the community again, uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks to let you guys join in uh, if that's something that you're interested in doing. And because I'm always a fan of transparency, like I, I like to build in public. I don't like to kind of like close the doors and build by myself and then like release things. Like I like to talk about things as I build them. So you're definitely going to be seeing a lot of YouTube videos that are going to be kind of like in the process of building things. You're going to kind of get to see some decisions uh, and how we're making those decisions. One of the very first things that we're going to do is um, I actually don't like the name Six Figure Nomad. So let me know what you guys think about this. Shoot me a message on Instagram or if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, leave a comment. But I'm not a fan of the Six Figure Nomad name. It was something that I kind of gave myself three days to pick. And I was like, okay, and then we got to move on and do the more important stuff at the moment because I think a lot of people try to find the perfect name or the perfect whatever about their business and then they don't move forward. So that's why I gave myself the challenge, hey, figure out the name in two, three days maximum, and then just take whatever you have and then go with it and we can always fix it down the road. And so that's where the name came from. It was just the front runner at uh, the time that that we decided to launch at. However, I think that the name actually does not align with what I want the group to be. It sounds very... um, I just don't like the name the way the name sounds, Six Figure Nomad sounds very like sleazy and like low value, low elegance. It's not really, it doesn't support the brand image and vision that I have for this community and, you know, the sort of community that I want to build inside of it. And so you're going to likely see a change of name at some point. Uh, I'm kind of brainstorming. I'm throwing some ideas out there and getting opinions from other people. So uh, hopefully we're going to get a uh, name change here soon, which is going to be really exciting and it's going to be more aligned with what we want this group to be. So for me, the focus this year is I'm really Uh, putting the blinders on and even though I have tons of different ideas and projects of things that I want to work on, I'm putting the blinders on and I'm focusing basically 100% on this podcast, the YouTube channel and uh, the community and essentially pouring all of myself into that to build it into a sustainable business by the end of the year and I'm going to take you guys along uh, the ride. So the way that I plan on kind of doing things is that the podcast is going to remain uh, mostly interviews uh, with experts and location-dependent entrepreneurs, just like it has been. I'm not going to do a lot of overlap like I'm doing right now where something is going to be published on YouTube and on the podcast because I 
going back to that feeling of elegance and um, sort of, um, I don't know. I think elegance is the right way to do it, it or the right way to call it is I don't, I, I feel like that gets a little bit cheapened if I take something from YouTube and then put it on the podcast. It's almost like the content isn't being curated specifically for the medium and because of that, it feels cheaper. And so one of the things that I'm not going to do anymore that maybe you've noticed that I experimented with in the past was essentially creating YouTube videos and putting uh, the, you know, putting essentially the audio from those YouTube videos on the podcast. And I'm not going to do that anymore. I am still going to publish all podcast episodes on YouTube because I don't feel like the same happens in that way. So if we go from audio only format and then just throw the video on it and put it up on YouTube, I don't feel like that cheapens it. But if we go from a video to an audio only, that's where I kind of feel like the, you know, the, the product doesn't really match the medium. And so from now on, essentially what you're going to get is interviews only here on the podcast. Maybe from time to time we'll do something like what we're doing right now, but that's definitely going to be like 1% or 5% of the time. And if you want to watch kind of uh, videos of behind the scenes of what's happening in the business and any other kind of supporting content. We're going to be doing lots of gear reviews, uh, lots of different remote concept breakdowns and so on and so forth. Definitely head on over to the YouTube channel. Uh, if you search my name, Mitko Karshovsky or that remote life, it should pop up. Uh, if not, there's going to be a link somewhere in the show notes here to the YouTube channel. Uh, so head on over there and definitely subscribe. Uh, we're going to have videos out there every single Thursday. So that is my commitment every single Thursday starting from now you're going to get videos uh, this week this week this Thursday you're gonna have videos on a new video on YouTube so the published schedule is essentially gonna be Tuesdays we're gonna have podcasts like this Thursdays we're gonna have YouTube videos and then Monday we're gonna go back to doing the newsletter that's been really fun I've gotten a lot of good feedback on that newsletter and so even though that hasn't gone out for a few weeks for the same reason as to why the podcast didn't come out for a few weeks. We're going to go back to doing the newsletter and uh, essentially, you know, make sure that you guys are in touch with all of the new developments that are happening in the remote space, any news about remote visas or anything like that, whatever's happening, I'll let you guys know from that newsletter. And it's also a great way to also um, kind of keep an eye on what I'm thinking about. I'm going to insert a little bit more of that into the newsletter in terms of what am I thinking about? What am I kind of interested in this week or any sort of thoughts or things that I'm looking at or keeping an eye on in terms of industry or developments or whatever it may be. So if you're interested in that, head on over to thatremotelife.com forward slash nomad insider and you can join the newsletter there. Uh, definitely subscribe to this podcast if you haven't done so already and then head on over to YouTube and you can subscribe to the YouTube channel there in order to, you know, get videos every single Thursday. But all right, so we kind of drifted off course of what I was talking about, which was my burnout and quitting uh, my job, quote unquote. It feels weird because it, it was never really like, I never really felt like it was my job. Like I definitely felt a lot of like ownership over what I was doing. So it always feels weird. Like I quit my job or like my boss or whatever, but it, you know, it, it is what it is. But anyway, so the other thing that I want to talk about was in relation to this and this sort of burnout period was that I kind of realized that I lost touch with one of the really big benefits of working remotely and living in a location-independent way, which is that it allows you to go and do fun things. 
and it allows you to have cool hobbies and to learn cool things and to uh, participate in fun activities. And I sort of wasn't doing that for about a year or two. So much of my life is so focused on this and this podcast and the YouTube videos and just this entire space and industry. And I'm so passionate about it that I realized that all of my quote unquote hobbies were work related. And I didn't really have anything outside of that to sort of go and get my mind off of what my mind is on all the time. And I was fine with that because for me, the way that I rationalized that was, oh, well, I made my passion and my hobbies into my job. But it kind of doesn't really work that way. And I realized that I still wanted to do other things. Like I still wanted to go out and learn new things and get passionate about other areas and things to do. And so that is one of the things that I am, you know, now committing to do more of is to sort of spend a little bit of extra time doing that and dabbling in other things that I'm interested in. Um, not in a, like a side business or side hustle, but totally in like a hobby or activity way. Um, so one of the things that, um, And one of the things that made me realize that was I actually, during my week off, I sat down, and this is going to sound really weird, but I sat down and I reread the 4-Hour Workweek, which sounds like I was trying to get away from the 4-Hour Workweek lifestyle, so to say. And so in my week off from that, I sat down and I read the book. But the reason why I wanted to sit down and read it was specifically because I had this realization that in the book, there's a chapter called Filling the Void. And I listened to an interview a while back that just sort of popped up for me as I was going through this you know, period the last couple of weeks in which Tim Ferriss talked about, uh, I think the question he was asked was, what is something from the book that you wish people sort of focused on more or something that a lot of people missed in the book? And one of the things that he said was that he really feels like people skipped over this chapter in the book, which is essentially the idea is, okay, what do you do once you have replaced your job with, you know, as he calls it, a muse, a a business that's creating an income for you so you can go and do other things, right? And what he was saying was that he feels like most people skip over that chapter because they say, oh, wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't that be a nice problem to have? Or I would just figure it out when I get to that point. And so they never really read this chapter, which he feels like is actually a critically important chapter because otherwise, as the name suggests, there's this void that's created in your life, right? Like work is something that we do on a day-to-day basis all the time. And all of a sudden that thing is taken away from you and you think that it's gonna be just like, drinks by the beach or by the pool or whatever. Um, but that's not like, that's not something that you can fill all of that time and all of that interest with essentially on a day-to-day basis. And so what I did was I went back and I reread that chapter. And one of the things that he essentially says is like the way to fill the void is to go and explore your interests, go and do new things, go and have experiences, go and find excitement right? So that's one of the things that he talks about is chase after excitement. And I was like, okay, let's do that. You know, like let's fill the void, even though I don't have a muse business, but I feel very much like the way in which um, I've developed my life and the way in which I've developed my business and what I do is that it, it overlaps with, hey, 
I have a business that allows me to be anywhere I want, do whatever I want. Now, why don't I actually go out there and also have fun and do a lot of these activities that this life allows me to experience that most people don't. And so I took a week off and one of the really cool things that Sarah did for me was she actually surprised me with a surfing lesson because that's one of the things that she knows I've always wanted to do. Uh, I love sort of this is gonna sound really weird and I'm gonna get made fun of for this, but I sort of love surf culture. I grew up windsurfing as a kid and I did that for like two or three years. And so I love the water and I love kind of like these surf sports. And uh, she surprised me with this. She knew that this is, I was kind of like thinking about this because I shared it with her. And so she surprised me with a surf lesson. We went to a small town outside of Puerto Vallarta about an hour away called Sayulita, which is like, a surf town that's now become a little bit more popular. There's co-working spaces there and stuff like that. I'll likely make a post or a video uh, about Sayulita uh, on the website. I'm going to start making more of the city guides, so definitely keep an eye out for that, and Sayulita and PV will be in one of those city guides. But we went to Sayulita for a weekend, and it was really fun because I got to spend about four or five hours learning to surf, and it was so much fun, guys. And I am now going back up to Sayulita next weekend to do another surf lesson and go on bigger waves this time. So it's already like there's things outside of work that I'm looking forward to. Uh, the other thing that I've decided to do is this summer, this is actually a really nice segue into what we're doing you know, this summer and what our travel plans are, but this summer I plan to learn to sail and that being essentially my side thing, my activity that I go and I focus on. And like I said, perfect segue into what our plans are for this summer. Uh, essentially, we are here in Puerto Vallarta until the end of April. Then we're going to Guanajuato for about a few days. I think it's like four days or something like that. Uh, with our friends, mostly because Sarah found this incredible Airbnb with these amazing views. Uh, I'm definitely going to, you know, share those views and whatnot on social media. So follow me on Instagram at Mitcoca if you're not already uh, to make sure not to miss that. And then from Guanajuato, we're actually flying directly to Chicago. It's a really great flight, very affordable. It just worked out perfectly that we wanted to go stay in this Airbnb and see this town that we've heard some really great things about. And they had direct flights to Chicago. So our plan is that we're going to go back to the U.S. for about a month and get vaccinated uh, in order to then go to Bulgaria this summer. So even though Sarah and I can get into Bulgaria no matter what, because I'm a Bulgarian citizen and she is uh, a spouse of a Bulgarian citizen now, we can get into Bulgaria no problem. However, like you guys I'm sure have heard before, uh, we do stay and see my grandma a lot in Bulgaria. And so she's quite old and, you know, she's about to turn 90 this summer. So happy early birthday to my grandma. But we don't want to go to Bulgaria and be around my grandma if we are not vaccinated. Like that just sounds like a terrible idea. We're going to be out. We're going to see people, you know, no matter what, no matter how sort of protected we are, we cannot, you know, take that risk. And so we said, we're not going to Bulgaria until we're vaccinated. So we're going to go back to the U.S. We're going to get vaccinated and then we're going to head to Bulgaria. Now, while we're in the U.S., we're definitely going to be in Detroit for a little bit. So if you're around Detroit, let me know. I'd love to meet some listeners 
uh, of the show or subscribers of the YouTube and kind of see you guys uh, in a COVID safe way. So we're going to be in Detroit. We're going to be in Cincinnati, of course. So same thing goes for anyone listening or watching that's from Cincinnati. And we're likely going to do a trip to North Carolina to see our friends Ian and Caroline. So if you are in the sort of Asheville, Franklin area, let me know as well. Uh, It'd be really fun to connect. And then from there on, off to Europe and into Bulgaria. And like I said, this connects with sort of the activities thing is that I really look forward to learning how to uh, sail in Varna. Uh, it's sailing is something that I've been around my entire life. My dad was a sailor. That was kind of like his profession for a while. And so I grew up on boats. Uh, I windsurfed, which is kind of similar to sailing. Uh, and then I was actually on a sailing team in college. However, through all of these experiences, it might be surprising to hear that I don't really know how to sail. Like. I know the mechanics and I know the gist of how to sail. The sailing team in college was more of like a drinking social club. Um, But I really want to dive into that and actually feel confident as a sailor. I actually feel like I can take a boat from point A to point B uh, across a body of water because that's really exciting. I've always really, really wanted to learn to do that because at some point... I wouldn't hate doing a an extended sail around the Caribbean or something like that and kind of doing like a working and living while sailing full time kind of thing. I think that would be so sick. And so in order to do that at some point in our lives, I need to first learn how to sail. And so uh, that is going to be my activity focus during the summer while my business and work focus is this podcast and that remote life as a brand. So that's it, you guys. Um, I'm not going to talk your ear off any longer. Uh, next week, we're going to return with another uh, interview with actually Matt Bowles, who is the founder of the Maverick Investment Group. This was such a fun interview, you guys. Um, like, so interesting to see his perspective as somebody who's a digital nomad and works with a lot of location independent uh, entrepreneurs and remote professionals and why real estate is a really good investment for us as a community and how they've actually used location independence and remote work as a way to essentially beat their competition. It's, it was a really interesting interview. I learned a lot more about the different ways to make real estate investment uh, profitable for you. He talked about the five different uh, profit sort of verticals in real estate. It was so interesting. You guys definitely don't want to miss that episode. Tune in next week for that. But that's it for me for today, you guys. Thank you so much for listening and definitely feel free to connect with me. I'd love to hear your feedback on some of the things that I've talked about. If you've experienced burnout before or bore out or have never heard about it or you just have any thoughts or opinions, uh, definitely follow me on Instagram at mitkoka, M-I-T-K-O-K-A. And shoot me a message. I love to have conversations. I've met several of you guys listening through that way. And it's been really fun to, you know, become friends and get to know you guys over there. And if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment down below. I'd love to hear uh, if you have any thoughts or opinions about any of these subjects. But again, thank you so much, you guys. And I will see you next week. Bye.